Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Back to making moves. I am here with Sally Dar. Woo! Woo! Hi. <laughs> Wait, Sally Dar. Yes. People call you Sally Dar. Is that is that where you born and raised, Sally Dar? Yeah. So it's confusing. So if I was filling out an application, it would be first name Sally, middle name Dar, last name Griffin. But if someone's like, "What's your name?" Sally Dar. So everyone copy. So it's like an mm-hmm. Anna Grace. It's like moment. yeah. It's like Mary Catherine, Anna Grace, like any of those. But it just throws people because no one's heard of Dar. It's a family name. But yes. Yeah. Sally Dar. It's kind of iconic. Thanks. I think it's a really good stage name for sure. Like, no, it literally sounds like <laughs> if Dolly Parton like had a kid. Right. Sally yeah. Dar. I don't have to like change. Like some people like come up with stage names. Yeah. Don't have to do that. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> Sally Dar. I, I I'm not gonna lie. I like realized that kind of recently. Yeah. No, it happens. And like I respond to Sally because I know it's like hard to like get into it. You okay. know. But um. But do you ever say like actually it's Sally Dar? No, I actually never really correct people, but. Why? Of my, like, you should. I know I should. I know I should. Because then I'm like an idiot. I know. Normally my friends do. Like my close friends will be like, hey, by the way, her name's Sally Dar. And Got then I'm it. like, now I feel bad because now my friends are like these just like people protecting yeah. me being like, hey, just so you know. But I also think it's great because then like the people that know me, like now you know. Yeah. You know? So yeah, it's like I a good indicator true. of like who who really knows. Sally Dar is such a yeah. phenomenal name. Yeah. I genuinely can't think of anyone that has a better like natural Thanks. name. That's kind. My sister's name is better actually. What? Her name is Mary. Mary Woodruff, like Wood R U F F, but people call her Woody, like from Toy Story. Oh. I know. Wait, so that's her middle name? <laughs> yeah, same as me. Like same kind of like her name, Mary Woodruff, but so first, are middle. middle names a common theme in like your family? I guess it's just me and my sister. Actually, my dad, his name is John Mark, which I feel like men don't have double names that Whoa. often. Okay, but yeah, I've heard of John Luke. Yeah, similar, similar. Um, I don't know. It's not like a thing. But I guess so. It's a southern thing. It's a southern thing. It is a southern thing. Yeah. Speaking of southern, you're from Tennessee? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And you went to Tulane. I did. You smarty pants. Oh, really? Thank you. Yeah. People are, what do they call it? Like the Harvard of the South? Yeah. I mean, like, I guess. But I feel like that's Vanderbilt. Uh I feel like all my, like, (laughs) really smart friends went there. And it's like, (laughs) the best part about it, too, is it's, like, low-key. I feel like not many people know that it's, like, the Harvard of the South. Because Harvard, everyone, it has this, like, big name. But Tulane means, like, you're low-key 
forking smart. Yeah, but then you're just drinking all the time. <laughs> That's what it feels like. I'm dead. You went to Indiana, right? No. No, you went to... No, I went to Fitham. Oh, okay. But you just love yeah. everything well, Indiana. Well, my hometown is Bloomington, where I right. live. Gotcha. So, like, I grew up basically going there, and I just... I. I just wanted to get out. I wanted yeah. to go to L.A. Because yeah. I was just born and raised my whole high school, like, migrated there. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. I've been to Bloomington one time. What? I went there in, while I was at Tulane for some, like, Greek conference thing. And it was just, like, at Indiana. But they, like, wouldn't let us leave. I forget what sorority house we stayed at. We stayed in a sorority house. And they wouldn't let us leave. Like, Whoa. I was like, can we not just, like, go on a walk? It was, like, a panhell thing? Yeah. What sorority were you in? Kappa Kappa Gamma. <gasps> oh. But I just like went because they just needed someone to go. And I was like, okay. KKG, And baby. I went with this other girl. And it was like fine. But it was like miserable because they wouldn't let us leave this house. Yeah, that's weird. It was really weird. But so I have all this to say. The Kappa house at IU is pretty. I don't think it was that one. I oh, okay. wish I could tell you which one it was. You studied what? English and film? Mm-hmm. Okay. And when you went... When you went to Tulane and you were studying that, what did you realistically think you were going to be or do when you graduated? Mm, Yeah. I don't really know. I mean, so going into Tulane, I always knew I wanted to major in English. Like, I knew that since junior year of high school. Because you're a writer, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So I knew I was going to do that. So I kind of just did that major, was basically done with that major, and then I kind of was taking classes that could apply to a bunch of different things, and I kind of waited until the 11th hour to decide what the second major was. So I was taking classes that had it could apply to like communications or film studies or like it could apply to a bunch of different things. Uh-huh. And then I just decided to do film and I actually kind of hated it. Um, I don't know what I thought I was going to do. I worked at the Tulane Alumni House and I loved that. So I knew realistically I could just like work for Tulane and I love New Orleans and I knew I could do that. Uh-huh. Do you like the South? Yeah, I love the South. Okay. Um, I mean, obviously there are pockets of yeah, it that are better that are than others, mm-hmm. but like love New Orleans, loved where I grew up. I want to go there. You should. You'd have so much And fun. my guy friend plays for the Saints, so I need oh, to go. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's, yeah. You need to go. You need to go. I've never been. You should go. Okay. Literally we should a go game. together. Please. Well, all, okay. Both of my roommates are from New Orleans, and then two of my other friends. Wait, they live here? Mm-hmm. Shut up. Yeah. I didn't know that. It's so weird. Our whole friend group is like Louisiana, Texas, Alabama, and then me and Aspen are like Tennessee, and then yeah. Brooke is Philadelphia. But like. Everyone's from the South. That's friend. crazy. It's so weird how it happened. And then I'm Indiana. Indiana. <laughs> I've yeah. inserted myself in the front group. No, no, that's great. That's great. You and Brooke are the outliers. Yeah, we're the outliers. <laughs> do you know what I did after college? I don't know how much research you did on me. <laughs> Wait, no, I don't think I do. Um, I had this whole plan starting my junior year of college. Have you heard of the show Below Deck? Yes. Mm-hmm. So I love reality TV. I was not on Blow Deck. Sorry before anyone Wait, starts thinking I just I was got on asked Blow Deck. to be on one of those. Did I tell you this? No. What show? Fork. Wait, do we remember what it... Let me look up my email. I'm not kidding. <laughs> was I think it, on... it might have been that one. Was that the one where they're on a yacht and they... Yeah. It's like you work... Oh my... Were they scout... They scout people to work on the boats now? Uh, I think I just got it like... Yeah, below deck. I said no. It's on Bravo, right? No, you should say no. And I'll tell you why. Well, I... <laughs> okay. No, I mean, I don't explain. I said no because I was just like, what is this? I'm scared. Yeah, that's so interesting that they're like scouting people for it because Uh, normally I feel like they just like pick people that are already like training to be that and then just like, you know what I mean? I feel like everything's fake, right? Probably. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't know much about the Bravo aspect of like the yachting industry. I was mostly scared because like I I don't know anything about the show, but I was mostly scared about potentially being in my bikini and I'm not editing the footage. Like that is terrifying. I was literally, we were watching Too Hot to Handle the other day and I was like, 
anyone that's auditioning to be on a reality show, like you have to be comfortable just like being in a bathing suit all the time. I'm yeah, like, that's the that's really the reason I'm not on reality TV. <laughs> Otherwise, I would be there. It's okay. We'll be on Housewives one day. Ah, oh, that's the goal. Yeah, that's the dream. Okay, um, so what were we gonna do after college? I'm so, so I had, interested. Now. I watched Below Deck, and I always looked at it, and I thought, this is. You don't have to pay rent, okay? You travel the world. You don't have to pay for food or anything. So it's basically just like a salary into your pocket, okay? And I always thought – I didn't go abroad while at Tulane because I just didn't really want to live, leave New Orleans. And a lot of people went abroad because the, everyone else was going abroad and they were afraid to, like, be alone in New Orleans. But I stayed in New Orleans. But I wanted to do something after school, like, kind of equivalent to a gap year. And so I had this whole plan that I was going to move to Fort Lauderdale and work on a boat. And Shut basically up. I wasn't on below deck, but, like, do what they did on below deck. Yeah. Didn't really like know what just I was cosplay below deck. No, literally, I was just cosplaying. I love cosplaying. Um, cosplaying, yeah, a stewardess. No, actually, I did that. Um, I did that for I think, I think I did it for like six. Yeah, ten, oh, you actually did it. Yeah. Oh my god. So I I moved. I was okay. So I graduated spring 2018. Was home for like basically all of summer, and at that point, I really didn't want to go. Like I was like in my soul, I knew. That I didn't want to go, but it was like this plan that I had had for over a year, didn't have anything else to do, and my mom was just kind of like, hey, it's it's time. So I um, packed up my bags, drove to Fort Lauderdale, Shut up. lived in, there are these crew houses that like, basically like a hostel, but it's for people in the crew industry, lived in a crew house, just like going to agencies, like applying online. This is iconic. Ended up getting a job, working on a boat for a few months the boat ended up selling so that was kind of I didn't like it by the way <laughs> did not like my experience wait working on the boat was it like a yacht yeah and then was it uh kind of like privately owned by like billionaires or was it like somewhat like people would rent out yeah so there's like charter which is like below deck where people like rent it like how you would like an Airbnb whatever but ours was privately owned so if the owners weren't using it we were just at the dock shut up yeah so I would just like lit- I would just sleep like at the dock and we were based out of West Palm Beach and, and they then, were just, like, really rich people that owned a yacht. Mm-hmm. And they would go out and just, like, dilly-dally on it. Mm-hmm. And you were in charge of, like, making sure, like, there was a tight ship run. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was Literally. third I was third but so I was, like, bottom of the totem, totem pole. So just, like, turning down sheets, cleaning toilet bowls. Yeah, vacuuming, just, like, flecks of dust in the air. Like, I have never – really, you think that you know how to clean. You don't. Like, there's so much more you could be doing to clean. Like, Q-tips in hinges – insane so yeah it was a good experience and I I really I feel like I learned how to just like just like be a mom honestly like it felt like mom boot camp yeah like I just really know how to do a lot now and obviously like a lot of good like you know story material that I you know don't use online but just like you know it's a it's a conversation starter. Have you ever done like a series talking about this I feel like this would be such a good bit like for you yeah and people like People that do know, I mean, I don't talk about it that often, obviously, but it's just, like, kind of the thing, I mean, obviously, there's, like, NDAs. I would never talk about, like, who I worked yeah. for, like, what I did, but, like, I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of, I would talk about it, but it's, I don't know. Oh, I think it's so hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I could talk about it more. It's so, it's just, like, such a strange blip that in my life. That is such a good, like, fun fact about you. Yeah. And I also, I truly believe, I mean, I think I would have gotten, to, so I, I finished that, and then I went to grad school, and I interviewed for my, like, film school while I was on the boat and I've sold it like I was just like oh like I'm just like floating in the ocean like just fully like selling that I think that's why I got into grad school honestly I mean maybe I would have I should give myself more credit I maybe I would have gotten in regardless but they loved it like I checked in on orientation day and one of my professors she was like 
can't wait to can't wait to work on that script about the boat with you. Like they, no, I, like actually, truly, they were like, this is what you're writing because this is what you it's sold crazy. to us. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so then you, is this LMU you were applying to? Yes, LMU. I applied to a few places, but um, LMU is where I ended up going. Yeah. And then did you move here? When did the panty happen and all this? So I started LMU fall 2019, did that um, home for Christmas, back, um, and then like for a few months, and then the pandemic hit, home in Tennessee throughout that. And then that started TikTok. That's when like TikTok, I mean, it was on TikTok like fall 2019, um, but TikTok really took off like, March 2020 and then like through the summer is like and when my why account. did it take off, take off for you um I was bored and I was posting every day and it was like I mean you definitely know this that it was just like keeping me up at night yeah like I could not go to bed without posting a video that like hit x number of views or like really? I would like or I just like was it was I would eat dinner with my parents and then I would be like, okay, I'm going upstairs. And they knew I was going upstairs to write and film a TikTok. Like, they knew. Like, it was just, like, clockwork. Like, it was this just, crazy. like, it was just, and I love strategic I look back on it very fondly, but I'm also like, that was crazy that it was just every, my whole thought process was always just, like, what's the next, next idea, next yeah. idea, which okay. I love. Walk us through this, because I heard this on a podcast and I thought it was so fascinating. You said you wake, you woke up in the morning during COVID. You woke up in the morning and you were very particular about, you said there was a term, uh, active something. Oh, very, oh my God, you did do your You're research. very particular about things that surrounded you in the morning and you would pay attention to it. So for instance, you were like a scratch on the floor, a particle of dust, yeah. a um, like piece of clothing on the floor. Like explain that to me. What is that, what is that called and what does that mean? Um, I don't know what it's called, but I really think that that behavior that I was doing, I love Seinfeld and I love Seinfeld because I think it's like very like observational comedy. So like Jerry Seinfeld always takes something that like happens to everyone, but you just don't think about too much. Like everyone, I don't know, this is so boring, but like everyone like loses a sock in a dryer. Like everyone experiences that. And like, obviously we all know that's like a universal truth, but something that's a little bit like less talked about than like losing a sock in a dryer. The mundane things that like happens to everyone and someone points it out and they're like, wait, that's insane that this thing happens to everyone and like that's hilarious. And so I'd really just like try to like go through my day of like trying to like observe those like really, really mundane things and being like, does this happen to everyone? Can I make this funny? Can I make this relatable? That's so really just like active active observational humor is like what I was trying to do because that's always what I admired. Like when you were doing that, prior to this, had you been so into writing and comedy that you noticed that was a form of comedy and you were like, let me try and practice this? Yeah. Well, I've always loved comedy and like applying to film school, all of this, even if I was like writing a dramatic script, like it was always going to be like a dark comedy. Like it was going to be something like Barry, which is like a dramatic TV show, but like also clearly very funny. Like always loved comedy, always wanted to do something in the comedy space. Um so I always knew I and I always just like loved the internet. And so I when TikTok came along, I was like, no one's on this. I got to get on this now because I have always I wanted to be a YouTuber. I wanted to yeah. just do I just needed a foot in the door. And the internet is always like such an accessible way for like a it's girl's the best way to get your foot. A in the girl door. sitting in her bedroom in Tennessee that like can't be in L.A. auditioning or be networking like the internet was my foot in the door because it was the only way to get your foot in the door when you're living in a pandemic in your bedroom in Tennessee. It still is. <laughs> yeah, and it like, still is. dead ass. Yeah. So you always loved comedy. When did you realize your love for comedy? Um, 
I don't know how far back I'm allowed to go. I mean, I, I just think like I've always been just in my family dynamic when my mom always said like I when something bad happened, I was always the one that was like trying to make a joke when like things were uncomfortable, which is like I feel like every comedian always kind of says that like no oh, but I it's was true yeah so I mean like I think not like I knew I wanted to do comedy back then but I think that I've always I've always do you remember those things on Facebook where people would it was a photo of you know all the different characters of a TV show or whatever and it would have like the funny one the athletic yes. one oh my gosh I yeah. miss those yeah we those. should recreate that yeah we should for the internet we for should. Twitter and shit yeah but that one like I was always tagged as the funny one and if I wasn't tagged as the funny one I was upset like Shut I think that I always wanted to be the funny one in the friend group and if I wasn't it was I was that was upsetting Got if no it. one tagged me as that so interesting yeah so I, I don't think I always knew I wanted to do comedy but I always knew I wanted to be the funny one okay. in the room that makes yeah. way more sense. Yeah. And then when did you realize, oh, I like being the funny one to, oh, I want to make this into a career? Like, when was that realization? Mm. Or I guess, how did you have that realization, that come to Jesus moment? I think I always, before TikTok came along, so I started posting on YouTube spring of my senior year at Tulane. So it's spring 2018. So it's before the boat, before TikTok. I mean, maybe music. You started posting on what? YouTube. Okay. So, like, I always wanted to, like, make content that was like had a funny edge but I didn't really know what I was doing Mm -hmm. um basically what I'm trying to say you marinate for a second I really am big on like trying to hone in on what you're good at as fast as possible like I wish I would have honed in on what I was good at way earlier in life but I just and I kind of knew that I was good at but I didn't I didn't rip the band-aid off because I was like afraid about what other people would think Mm -hmm. and I want to like teach people if you have an inkling about something like you have to go for it and and try it because like think if you would have started your YouTube and taken it seriously with comedy like five years ago yeah like dead ass I wish right (laughs) we all wish so I'm like how did you have that come to Jesus moment and realize oh shit like I could make this into a career you know what I mean yeah what I always say when people are always like how do you like, how did you become TikTok famous or how did you... I literally just knew. Like, it was like this feeling in my soul. I was like, this is going to work because I know it's going to work, which is how when someone feels that way about anything, you're yeah. like, well, they're, it's going to work. Like, yeah. one of my friends that's doing stand-up, he has the same attitude about stand-up. He's like, I'm going to be a stand-up comedian because I have to be and because I know I will be. And I'm like, Love and I believe energy. you. And I know you will be. And uh-huh. that's how I felt about TikTok. I was like, I will have a blue check mark, and I will... I'll, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. And I just know. I just know. And it was every day, it was like that like every day making a video to get closer to like that love it tiktok famous label whatever yeah okay Um, so you you would wake up in the morning let's go to this part mm -hmm. wake up in the morning and tell me your day like tell me what you're thinking i want to know everything in the middle like height pandemic this is so mind-boggling to me the way you i don't understand comedy the comedy world it's so fascinating to me because i don't know much about it i mean i don't think i know i mean i guess i know know way more than than i do yeah but not everything um like height pandemic like when i was in Tennessee, I would wake up, I think I would, like, go on a walk with my mom and the dogs, just, like, around, come home, and just, like, I would just think throughout the day. I would do, an, like, I was in school also, so I'd have, like, Zoom classes and stuff, too. Uh, um, at LMU? Yeah. Okay. Was Zoom, like, in the spring and then summer, just, you yeah. know, not Zoom classes, obviously. Um, but I would just, like, watch TV throughout the day. I would watch a lot of stand-up on Netflix, like, see how they constructed jokes, like, see like their like their tone of their like I was just like watching so much you were stuff studying and just like thinking a lot um and then at night uh my cutoff was always like midnight I was like you have to put this was eastern time too so I was like you have to post something before midnight um yeah and I would just I don't know just like a lot of just like 
It sounds like just a lot of like walking around and thinking and like watching shows. I used to pace in my bedroom at night after I would eat dinner. I would go up, not every night, but like most nights, go upstairs, turn on like a stand up special, and I would pace around my room and I would literally just like scroll on Instagram, see like, because I used to do a lot of like humor that was very like rooted in like making fun of like millennial Gen Z girls. So I would scroll on Instagram and I would see like what's like the fashion trend I could make fun of or like what's like, I don't know, like I would just like scroll and like, scroll on my phone think of things listen to how they were and just pace until I had an idea and then I would go film it in my bathtub (laughs) which is like another whole thing okay 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 (laughs) I want to go back though to the when you would wake up and you saw the particle of dust Uh would you just marinate that on that all day write it down write it down okay you would write it down where in your notes notes yeah your phone notes yeah and you would be like particle of dust and then your idea maybe or just you'd write down the object Brooke and Connor always call it a seed. Like, they're like, that's a seed. That's a seed. Like, the particle oh, I of love dust. That. Yeah, like, that's a seed. I don't know where it's going. I don't know how it's going to grow, what plant it is, but like, it is that's a seed. That's so good. Yeah. And I didn't call it that until I met them, that's but they always called it a seed. Okay. Yeah. And then is that like a comedy thing? Like, you guys all realizing that's a seed? Is that just a comedy thing? Yeah. I think just like, I mean, I, well, I don't know why I'm talking about Jerry Seinfeld so much, but I think most comedians are, as soon as you have a thought and you're like, that's kind of funny, you need to write it down immediately. Okay. Because if you don't write it down immediately, you're going to forget. And yeah. I think that's one thing that Me with Jerry Seinfeld idea. literally uses like college, what's it called? Uh, legal pads. Like Whoa. very old fashioned. He uses like legal pads. And like, but everyone now just uses their phone. But you have to write it down as soon as you... Because I'll have times where I'm, like, going to bed and I think of something. I'm like, oh, I remember it in the morning. I wake up, don't me. remember it. Literally me. Yeah. So, yeah. like, it's a comedy thing. But it's a it's a human thing. It's a human like, thing. Like, you need to write it down yeah. as soon as you think of it. I have plenty of seeds, not comedy-wise, but, like, even of ideas of TikToks I want to do. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't know what I want to... If I want to do a vlog or if I want that to be a Alicia thing or if I want that to be a me thing. Or, like, there's a lot of times where I'll just, like text random other creators I'm like you gotta use this yeah if it's better than for me yeah or if it's I a creative person but thing like yes like, but yeah. like writing that's so good I love the term seed yeah as a seed okay so you would write down the dust thing mm-hmm. and then you would go throughout your day go to dinner have dinner with the parents mm-hmm. that was like a nightly thing right mm-hmm. in quarantine and then pace yeah a and big pacer you, what time would you get in the bathtub to film this sounds so ridiculous. It sounds yeah. like you're filming a porno. Yeah. Yeah. The bathroom <laughs> thing is like a whole other discussion. Um, but I think I would, ideally, I would love to like be posting by like 10 p.m. Um, but however long it took. Why, why wouldn't you film during the day? I don't know. I just think that's just how my routine was. Like, I mean, if I had an idea in the middle of the day, I might film it. So, yeah, you can probably find some TikToks where it was, you know, yeah. daylight. But um, I don't know. That was just like my routine. It was just also because before I would just like refresh in my bed at night like after I post I would just lay on my bed and refresh which bad but (laughs) really just to see how people were responding yeah and I like how many views you can get in an hour or like how many likes can you get in an hour and just like seeing like those checkpoints I was obsessive like the instant (laughs) reward yeah instant gratification wow that is so mind-boggling to me (laughs) that's and you were determined yeah Thank you so much to Apartments.com for sponsoring this episode of Making Moves. Apartments.com has helped millions of renters find their perfect places. And the beauty is they're all different. None of us are the same, so why should our homes be? Someone may want hardwood floors. Someone else may say, carpet all the way. Questionable call, but hey, to each their own. Some may want a doorman. Others may say, I can open the door myself. But Apartments.com has all the right tools to help you find the place that's uniquely perfect for you. 
sort through the filter listings by amenities and make sure you never miss out with their instant alert option with more than 1 million available units for rent. You're sure to find a place that's right for you. So whether you're looking for a place with a basement, a yard, a pool, or everything in between, Apartments.com has got you covered. Visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. I personally love Apartments.com because it is so convenient. I get on it all the time when I'm bored or when I'm actually on the hunt for an apartment. I'm thinking about moving this year, so I've been using it like crazy just to start browsing and get ahead of the game. And the website is so user-friendly. I'm a huge fan. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. When do you feel like you were most on the hot, like what, I guess, seed or plant that you made on your like TikTok career? What do you feel like you're like, I'm on a high right now? Like when do you Hmm. look back and you're like, damn, like I was like, I thought I could rule the world then. It was, it was all these tub videos I did, which I, I honestly, I'm forgetting why it started. So I basically, I would sit. This is why it started, I think. Um, I would sit on the edge of my bathtub and I would talk to myself, like these internet comedy videos where it's like you talk to yourself, you flip the camera, and you're the other version of yeah. you. And I would. The reason I think I did it is because my bathroom tile is like really pretty. I'm just obsessed with my bathroom uh-huh. tile. Thanks to my mom who did this. And it was just the best lighting was in my bathroom. I liked the background of the bathroom tile. And then it was just like a natural place to sit. Yeah. And I started doing that that format, a video where you're talking to self, to yourself. And I, I don't know. I just sat there and then all these people are like, well, why are you sitting in your bathtub? And I'm like, well, you're commenting it. So that's engagement. So I'm going to keep on doing it. Like, because you're, Whoa, you're confused you're by so it. You're so smart. I was like, yeah. no. And then it became a thing like, oh, this girl in her bathtub, this girl – like with the shampoo bottles in the background, like why is this girl in her bathtub, blah, blah, blah. And then anytime, because I think there's a few other creators that also like sit in their bathtub sometimes. Yeah. And then I would get tagged in their videos. It's like, wait, Sally Dar is the girl in the bathtub. You why guys are, are you? bathtub people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I don't know. It just kind of became a thing. And then I was like, people like this is an identifier. And so I just kept doing it. And I don't know. That's just. That's hilarious. You know what would be cool is like one day when you're doing stand up and you have like your own show, the set could be like a 
like a bathroom in, in your city yeah. in a bathtub. Oh, I already want to like recreate that bathroom tile when sick. I own a home. Yeah. That'd be so cool. But yeah, I don't know. I was on top of the world. I think this bathtub era, specifically my bathtub in Tennessee, I've done like bathtub things like in LA, whatever. Um, but it was just when I was posting every day. And I used to I used to be really big on like connecting videos. So it was almost like you didn't understand this video if Unless you didn't you watch watched. the one before. So some people would be like, wait, why is she making a joke about this person? I don't get it. And then people would be like, oh, it's like it's like her thing. Like you have you don't you don't you understand have to watch it all. Yeah. yeah. And I used to be really big on that because I was like, that makes people watch older videos. Uh-huh. I really love like the storyline, like connecting uh-huh. it. Um, especially because a lot of TikTok videos are just like standalone, like for you page, like totally. and so it would get people to click. And I, that that's that was really hard to do to like connect them all and also still make it funny. Um, that's yeah. so funny because Alicia and I try and do that uh, strategically with vlogs. So mm. we'll like we'll make this tiniest thing the biggest deal and make it into like three or four videos. So we'll yeah. be like, okay, the the plant or the idea is we're going to Target, right? The first video will be like, oh, I really want to go. We'll like be talking about it, right? And then the next video will be like on our way there, starting to pick stuff out. Maybe we even buy a bunch of stuff, like dicking around in Target. The next video is like the haul of what we got. Yeah. And then the final video is like hanging up the shelves we got or like putting the stuff to use. Yeah. And it's like, but we reference shit through the past yeah. like all the time so that people have to go and watch so that they feel like they missed out on because they did. Yeah. On like yeah. the whole journey. Yeah. I will say I was watching Alicia's Vlogmas after Christmas. Like I started, yeah. whatever. And I, she did, I remember her her doing that. She was like, we I that. bought stuff at Target. And then the next video was like what I bought at Target. Yeah. And I was like, well, I wanted this to be, it works. It works. And you want, as a viewer, you're kind of like, dang, I wanted this all in one. But like yeah. as a creator, it's so smart because you can get so much content out of like your one idea. Yeah. And it like also allows you to be creative. Like how can I milk the shit out of this like one tiny moment? Yeah. Like get creative, like make this spicy on its own without like doing, I don't know. It just makes you be creative. Yeah. That's, that's so smart. I've never heard of anyone doing that with TikTok. Yeah. Well, I don't think, I mean, I don't even know how I, because TikTok is so, I think that's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think anyone else really does that. I don't think <laughs> I so don't do either. it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you do it anymore? Um, it was getting I literally have a YouTube video that's like 20 minutes long cuz so many people I used to get comments where people were like I don't understand. Like I don't understand the story that you're telling anymore. Like it's getting and I made a YouTube video that was literally called like Salidar's book of lore or something stupid like that because people used to call it like my lore. And so I made like a 20 minute video where I explain how all of them are connected and it was like the longest YouTube video to make and to explain because even I was getting confused at a certain point. God, I was like, I don't even know what I'm talking. So I think that's why I stopped because I was like, this is getting so confused. Like I'm pretending to have sex with like a property brother, but I'm also like, <laughs> like obsessed with a jade roller. Like there was like all of these like weird elements. Like, I was, like tangents I in the story. Yeah. I was yeah. like, I need to just like stop it all together. But I made this YouTube video and I explained it, which I honestly, I should go back and watch because I don't even remember half the shit I was talking that's about. That's hilarious. Um, but yeah, I just, it was getting to be complicated we had the bathroom era the bathtub era and now you're in LA and you are taking a gap year from LMU yeah so I delayed let's debrief Um, this yeah so I the program I did was a three-year program I did two years and then I would have been starting my third year this past August oh shit you only Um, have one more year yeah well so I delayed this year I can delay for up to two years until I like can't like I would have to start over technically um so fork that makes it harder yeah but also 
I don't think I'm going to go back. And I've talked to my parents, but I'm just like, I don't think I'm going to go back. I don't think you should go back. And but I, I hate that I, you know, spent money on those yeah. two years, but like it's it's what got me out here. Uh-huh. And I definitely learned how to like write scripts better, like things that Tulane didn't teach me. Uh-huh. So like I definitely learned some stuff. So it wasn't for nothing, but it really sucks just like not getting that degree because yeah. like, everybody wants you the know, degree. The degree. Yeah. But I've, everything good that I have gotten so far in terms of my career has been from the internet. So like not like follow the money, but like follow. Follow like, almost the momentum. Yeah, and yeah. so I'm just like I'm silly to not, which isn't actually why I didn't delay grad school because of the internet. I actually got a job, which I then quit two two months later. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so now I'm just like following the internet. So I don't think I'm gonna go back. Well, I was just about to say like because I normally am like pro education and stuff, but in your scenario, like people who are going to school right now are trying to get where you're at. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're going to school to like figure out how to get where you are you're at because you're at like an epic spot. Yeah. And like I I feel like it'd almost be I don't want to be like I don't want to give bad advice, but I don't I feel like for you that would be a little bit backpedaling or backtracking. Yeah. You know? well, I, I, that's right? why I told my parents I was like I well one I'm like making money from the internet and like I'm wrapped by an agency which a lot of people at my school aren't and like there's just like a lot of things that I have gotten doing what I'm doing that I. That film school didn't give me like it did give me things, but it's yeah, what you're saying like it's yeah. just like I like you're out here doing the shit you you talk about and fantasizing right film like school. what I wanted film school to give me I already got somewhere yeah. else. So. I got all of my stuff from not school. Like I I definitely learned so much in there like skills and shit that I wouldn't have in the real world I guess unless I like figured it out on my own, mm-hmm. but. I I definitely will say like all of the experience and like where I am now is because of like the internships and little jobs and side hustles I did here and there. Yeah. Like which it's it sucks but like it it just is not your path anymore. Yeah. And it's also just like such a thing with like entertainment in general. You always hear these celebrities that like I you know took a leap of faith and did all this and I was just like I think that I think that this is my leap of faith that like will be on my Wikipedia page if I have one you know what I mean I was like this is that moment where people are gonna be like she did what she didn't finish whatever yeah Yeah. and I was like and you know what it's not like I'm dropping out of high school it's grad school it's fine it's It's like your second school right you got the Tulane degree which is the one that really matters yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay so you are now like tell me a day in the life now about what you do and I also want to talk about your stand-up yes stuff um so day in the life now I am full-time internet very exciting um that's awesome congrats thank you it's big time um I became doing that I was started doing that full-time I think mm, October 2021 um but it didn't feel like real because the holidays were like coming up whatever I was just kind of like uh you know I'll go home to Tennessee I was home like Thanksgiving until New Year's I was home for a long time and it just I kind of like went home and was just like reassessing like just thinking like okay internet full-time what am I gonna try to pursue like I I, so it really I did not know this was that recent yeah so I really feel like truly full-time like starting this month even though I technically was before but it just like felt like not real yet because the holidays and I was home for so long and what I didn't... was your job that you were doing I was a personal assistant to a celebrity oh yeah okay and, and I didn't quit. like it yeah <laughs> so I quit okay yeah okay okay um but yeah no I, I this is like I I personally feel like this is my first month like full-time so it's actually my day yeah dude yeah That's it's awesome. exciting it's really scary <laughs> but, I, it is scary yeah why is it scary um well I just think just the nature of social media, just like, you know, wanting to stay relevant. You never know what's going to happen. You never know, like, 
when brand deals are going to stop coming, you know, just social media is inherently just like kind of scary because it's just like oh, new, yeah. it's new frontier. Like it's scary. Yeah. Do you get most of your money from deals? Yeah, brand deals. Okay, and then do you make any money hardly at all on the the TikTok like creator fund? Mm-mm. Do you even have it on? I do. Okay, um, which is just like a nice little like here's like a little spending money. Yeah, yeah, but like no, I could not survive on that. Yeah, Mm-mm. the YouTube is like way better with monetization yeah. and uh, stuff. A dream. Yeah, I wish. I mean, not that I wish I were a YouTuber over a TikToker, but like. My first love was YouTube. Like, I was posting on YouTube You'd before be TikTok. You'd be a YouTuber. Thanks. Well, I've tried for years, but one I day. I feel like you should make more, like, <laughs> like, you know how David Dobrik, he has, like, bits within his videos? Yeah. Like, I feel like that would be, like, your vlogs. More skit like, type bits. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah which I, I, was, was, I was trying to get Connor to do it. Yeah, he's silly, which I've listened to your podcast. He is silly for not doing YouTube. And I've told him. I've told You're him. You're silly for not doing that. I do YouTube. No one cares, though. Okay, but <laughs> we're going we're gonna to get people to care. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to, I need consulting advice. We should do a brainstorm session. We should. Yeah. We should. I love amazing. YouTube because I love editing. And like, I feel like a lot of people what? don't like editing and I love editing. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, it's I like, love this it's, for you us. know, like when it like clicks and it's like, yes, it's just like, oh, there's like a rhythm to it. And once you like get the rhythm, then it's just Well, it's so fun. much of like comedic timing is in the edit. Yeah. So true. That's, oh, that's another thing with TikTok. What? Like. Back TikTok is still a very janky app, but back when I was first starting, there were so many features that they don't have now. And one of the features is, you know how like if you film a bunch of different clips and then you can adjust the clips like on like on the, yes, those yes, sides. Yes, yes, yes. They used to not have that. So like when you were recording, you would have to like stop it like on the exact right beat. So if you wanted it to like if and I was saying a sentence. Brutal. Yeah, and that's so much about people would have a funny idea, but there would be too much lag at the beginning of the sentence. When they were doing conversations with themselves, there would be too much like dead space in between because you couldn't cut it so that's also a reason why I think that I not like that's like a really small reason but I think one reason my videos did really well is because I would either edit it off so I could get that timing and like take away that dead space or I would like know to stop recording wait where would you edit on like premiere oh premiere yeah premiere girly yeah love premiere wow okay this is very fascinating yeah yeah I feel like a lot of my I mean, I'm chaotic and I'll do like funny, stupid shit in my vlogs, but like a lot of, I enhance it in my edit yeah. so much. Yeah. And you, TikTok used to not have that. And I was like, everyone, these are such good ideas, but like the app is not helping you make them No. And it better. makes it harder to execute your idea and it makes you frustrated and not want to try again. Yeah. Because like even for myself, like I'll have a funny TikTok idea, but I'm like, oh, I should probably film that like here and then bring it into final cut and then edit it there and then blah 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 and by the time I do that I'm like it feels like a vlog yeah. like it, it shouldn't feel that hard yeah yeah so what's your take on um like TikTok versus reels and like YouTube shorts Ugh. reels I'm like ugh, it's so hard okay well so reels when it became first became a thing like which Everything is, like, so embarrassing until it's not embarrassing. Yeah. Especially when it comes to, like, everything is cringy until it takes off. Well, that's, someone told me that once, and they were, like, the first person that started, like, Uber or LaCroix, like, this was stupid. Yeah. And embarrassing. Right. And now it's, like, that bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is embarrassing until it's not. That's so true. Which is always what I used to tell myself when I was doing TikTok. I was, like, one day, I... People will think this is cool. And right now, I know I'm in so many group messages, and that's fine. Because one day, they're going to be jealous. It's okay. It's okay. And so Reels, of course, because I know everyone that I went to high school with or college with can see all of my shit. Like, I know they can see my TikToks if they wanted to find it. But Instagram felt like 
so because everyone not everyone I knew was on TikTok everyone I knew was on Instagram so I was like reels like I know that like there's only a thousand people that I know in real life and like you know 10,000 people that are strangers that like I don't know why I'm catering to these a thousand people that I've met throughout my life but reels just felt so like invasive to like be posting my comedy on my totally agree yeah so I didn't do it at first because I was like embarrassed um Jack Martin real Jack um he started posting on reels immediately really and he gained he had I think I don't know how many followers I had on Instagram like let's say like a little less than 20k or something he had um 14k or something he was posting on reels from the beginning three times a day shut up which that's insane three times a day but he was posting on reels from the beginning he went to 100k like he grew so much from reels and then another friend nick norcia i don't know if you know him i don't know i talked to him at a party and he did the same thing like all his instagram followers are from reels and i'm like here i am i'm like reels got like please instagram i'm begging like why don't you like it so i don't know i reels are annoying because for some people it works and they get so many instagram followers but like for me they don't know i i think my (laughs) greatest struggle is like which i i think could be the same for you in my head like i know what hits for a vlog for instance like i i'm like i'm confident in when I have a good idea for YouTube, I'm confident it'll perform well, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, oh, this is a good idea, and it'll perform well, right? Mm-hmm. And that's usually the case. Every so often, I have, like, what I think is a good idea, and then it just does not perform well, whatever. Yeah. But with, like, specifically Instagram Reels and TikTok, I'm confused. I'm like, what's a TK's Juicy Pulls TikTok? Like, what's a Reel? Like, yeah. and, and are they different? Right. And, like, why does, in my head, why does that live on TikTok and this is on Reels? And I'm like... Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so yeah. hard for have, me to like, I guess, brand my own reel and my own TikTok. And I'm like, how do you, in your head, how do you do that? Yeah. Like, I mean, I just, I take, well, not every, not all the time, but mostly I take a TikTok and I'll remove the watermark and I'll post it on reels. But like, there are some that like are viral on TikTok that no one cares about on reels. I'm yes. Like, that's weird. Or vice versa. Yeah. Like, it's I got weird. that shit that pops off on reels and it doesn't pop off on TikTok. Yeah. And I, and I swear they know. Yeah. I, I just don't know what it is. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think Jack does a lot of he does a lot of POVs on TikTok and on, on Reels, and I do think that Reels lo- loves POVs. I think that you should do like hone in on hone in on the millennial Gen Z girl like cringe blogger mm-hmm. on Instagram because that's where it lives. Yeah. So be like, like you should do like OOTD like outfits of the week and just do like forking like like make fun of like, right make fun, make of, yeah, fun yeah. of like instagrammers yeah yeah that would be so good yeah maybe, maybe that's what it i don't know because tiktok is like definitely more like instagram is like more like curated and polished and like tiktok you can get like outlandish like you could get like a guy like you know cutting carrots in his house like in the middle of nowhere and it goes viral whereas like maybe not on Instagram. like it feels like instagram needs to be a little bit more like relatable and like not as outlandish does that make sense this yeah, is me like trying to figure it out no, no, but no, i don't me know me too yeah. I, I think tiktok like i could post like a random clip of us like literally screaming and it would like might pop off yeah and reels like i in my head i need to like make sure it goes to the beat of the song and like do something a little bit more aesthetic like of my nails yeah, or it's, something it's, just, it's uh, like does that make more sense? aesthetic yeah all of the reels that pop up on my explore page are all aesthetic things but like i'm not like an aesthetic but that's influencer, not, so I don't know what to make fun of the aesthetics. Yeah, you should maybe come that's to my house and like do shit there at the couch. <laughs> yeah. That would be at so the couch, good. That would be fun. Speaking of which, my friend Frankie literally talks about your couch all the time. <laughs> 
literally. <laughs> well, because I think she well, followed. I think I just followed she, her on Instagram. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. She'll be so excited. She you, followed your room. She knew your roommate before um, you, and she's like, "Oh, I want to sit on her couch." I'm like, "She should, she should come oh, over." Literally, I was like, "Frankie, just ask her if <laughs> she would let you sit on her couch." I'm dead. I swear, like my couch literally does things for like people. Yeah. Well, Frankie's one of them. It's crazy. I can't wait for her to listen to this part. Oh my gosh, she should cast. totally come over. I'll she have would you guys love over. To. She's That's... so sweet. Well, yeah, you you met her. She yeah, was there no, that night. She's yeah. so sweet. Uh, that was such a fun day. It was had... so fun. Yes. I literally didn't expect it to turn into <laughs> what it did. Sally and I literally went all over LA. I was so drunk. I was drunk too. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, I got really drunk. Yeah. And then we ended up at karaoke mm-hmm. and a guy devoted his song to Sally Dar. Yeah, that was insane. He, goes, he sang uh <laughs> what did he say? Oh, wagon wheel. Me, or wagon wheel. Yeah, rock me. And he rock goes, me. He Sally. goes rock me, Sally. He was like rock no. me, Sally. You know, just once I and want just I want him to be attractive. No, I yeah. just just once I wanted to be an attractive man. It's like I look at my DMs and I'm like, yep, he was No, he was the guy at this karaoke <laughs> bar. Like everyone's like young, like just graduated college, like that energy. He was like the one like slightly like not too old, but like slightly old, like a little creepy in the corner. Right. And he was like he, we were like kind of messing with him. We're like, what are you gonna sing? Like, we, cause he, we're like, why are you here by yourself? And he's like, oh, like wagon wheel, whatever. And we, we introduce ever like ourselves to him. Yeah. And he found out your name. But why was he so obsessed with you? I don't. I just think that that's my demographic of men that love me. Like, I really think you know he's like he's that kind of man is the man that's like in my DMs, which I love him. No, love them. Thank you. Keep love liking. Keep subscribing. No, I love love them. They're so nice. But I'm also like. You know, no, he we're not gonna date. He grabs the mic and he starts singing "Wagon Wheel," and we're like, "Hey, Mama, rock that was, me!" And also, he remembered the Dar too, which no. was like the most insane yeah, and part. And then he goes, "Rock Miss Sally Dar." <laughs> it was insane. We were dying. I was, I was actually dying, yeah. and I'm so and, glad I got it on video. Yeah, yeah, I can't believe you got that on video. Uh, but then we had a hard out after that. Had yeah. to, had to leave. Had to leave. <laughs> First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about comedy. What is like, I'm so fascinated by stand up. Explain the whole journey of that to me because that is terrifying. Yeah. Um, so it's a very short journey. Um, I mean, it's still happening, yeah. but I, I'm just starting. So I have a friend named Alex that I went to high school with. And in high school, we used to do these things called um, like coffee houses. Um, so I went to I went to boarding school and there was like what? nothing to do on the weekends. Where did you go to boarding school? It's a in Connecticut. Why? Because I wanted to. I read books and I was like, can I go? 
And I begged my parents, and they believed me. Okay, so you weren't, like, a crazy kid, and they shipped no, you off. No, I you wasn't a like... bad kid. I, like, literally read a book series and got so obsessed, and I think my parents thought it was, like, a funny phase. Well, but I was very, like, like, I want to apply. And they were like, okay, sure, like, apply, you crazy It's very kid. Serena Vanderwoodson of you. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yes. She was one of my... Inspirations. Yeah, inspirations <laughs> for it all. Um, but, yeah, so I, I went to boarding school, which is a longer story, but... Um, okay, have you done, like, a whole series of that on your TikTok? No, people ask about that, too. Come on! I know. I just, like, I don't know. Because sometimes I try to, like, I, I obviously, like, posting online and being an influencer is, like, giving a lot of yourself and, like, who you are as a person. And there are certain things that I would, like, I would never talk about, like, who I'm dating seriously yeah. or, like, certain things that I wouldn't give up. And, like, not that I would happily talk about, like, boarding school or, like, the, these cooler things that I've done. But it also feels, like... I'm here to do comedy and I'm here to detach, like make a joke that is like detached from, from me. You. Not all the time because it's like I want to make fun of myself and my personal experiences, but sometimes it feels like not like a cop out, but it's like I want to make things that anyone could be saying and it could still be funny. Got it. I don't know. I don't know. It's. I think you got to get that out of your head. I guess. I understand it because I feel like you're challenging yourself because inevitably those things. Those crazy life experiences are going to be funny. But, like, dude, use it to your advantage. Yeah. yeah. Those are, like, that's crazy. Like when you people, went. it's funny that, like, when people, like, somehow it'll be, I don't ever, like, say it, but, like, there'll be, like, something in the background. Like, I have, like, a thing in my, um, like, little office in my apartment that has, like, where I went to school. And people will comment being, like, wait, what? What? And, like, people are, like, so confused because they're, like, you went to this school. No, you have to talk about it. I guess. <laughs> totally okay so you met a friend that went to boarding school yeah so we used to do these things um on the weekends in boarding school that was like called coffee house and it was you know just like people singing or like reading poetry or anything because there was like nothing to do in this like tiny town and so people would just like get together and like sing and like listen to people sing and so she lives here and she was like i want to do a coffee house where uh people can like sing perform but i want you to do stand up like a talent show yeah she was like you're gonna tell jokes shut up yeah and i was like okay like, when was this this was before Thanksgiving, this was probably like before Halloween. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so she was like, you're going to write like 10, 15 minutes. Like it's going to be all friends. P some people you don't know, but like all good company. Like great it'll be idea, great. Great idea, by the way, for creatives to do like a coffee house yeah, moment. Yeah. yeah. One of my other friends, she wants, wants to do it again because she like does music and stuff. So I wrote jokes and I told him. It was really more so just like I, I didn't know anything. I didn't know what to do. Like I didn't know how to like write my notes. I didn't know how to like structure a joke because like structuring that is so different from like a TikTok obviously. Uh -huh. So I did that. It was great. It was a great experience. Like everyone was so kind. Like everyone like laughed. And you know even if it wasn't funny they were still cheering me on. It was great. So that was like Perfect kind space of to start. Perfect. Yeah. And then my next step was like going and doing an open mic. Um, normally you pay like you know $5 for five minutes at a club whatever um and I kept talking to my friend Kaylin who does stand up and I was like oh like let's go together blah 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 and it just was never working out and then like a week before I went home for Thanksgiving I was just like I have to go I, before I go to Tennessee I have to go do this I can't rely on anyone like I have to go by myself yeah. and so I just signed up one night and Connor came with me which is the same day that he was on this podcast and he went that was the open mic oh my gosh and yes. um that well this is like the reason I don't know I so I did that open mic and it was when I was signing up this is just like an interesting tidbit because yeah. when I was signing up I think it was I signed up for a Tuesday and I was looking at their Monday so this club was like open from noon until midnight every single hour you could, there's like 12 slots right and so you can see all of the names of people that sign up every single name because you can like pretty much guess every single name 
was a man, except there were 77 people signed up. Clearly, like, some, like, gender-neutral names, but you can, like, find them on Instagram and, like, figure out, like, who yeah. they are. Because um, they're all public because they all want to be famous. Um, there were 77 people signed up. Of those 77 people, only five were women. Shut the fork up. Yeah. So, more than anything, I looked on that website and I saw that and I was like, I have to sign yeah. up. I was like, I have yes. to sign up. I was like, if I... If I'm not trying stand up, yes. like then who is? Like yeah. if I don't have the confidence to like post her shit daily online, if I don't have the confidence to do it, like then what young girl out there yes. is? Like so, I was like, I have to do this on like the half of the little girls. <laughs> no, no, literally, I was like getting emotional. I was like, I have to go to this open mic, and of course, I go there. It's all men. They're all telling jokes about like porn and dicks and like all of this. I'm like, You're all like- of my jokes were about like my gynecologist and my IUD, like. Clearly, like more written for women. Um, but the good thing that came out of it, one, it was nice. Connor came, and it was fun for us to like see what it was like. And then we and met. He this didn't guy. do it, right? He just no, was there he just wanted support. to watch. Um, I'm not kidding you. If you don't invite me to the next one, I will. I will. I'll be your biggest cheerleader. Okay, I will. Good. Um, I've never been to like anything comedy. Well, it's it's so funny. Like paying to see like. So normally if you go pay for comedy, you're paying to see like John Mulaney or whatever. And it's like, there's a lot. There's a, yeah, it's big, a big, big jump. dip. That's yeah. okay. But it's still interesting. Um, so me and Connor met this guy named Zach, who I think he recognized Connor from TikTok. And then we became friends with him. And he's the guy that I was saying earlier that he's like, I'm going to be a stand-up comedian. I'm going to figure it oh, out. no way. Yeah. And so he was really helpful just like, because I don't know anything about that world. Like I can helping talk about, navigate little yeah, things. Yeah, like what do you do? Who do you talk? Like what do you, yeah. how do you get out of open mics? Like what do you, like I just don't know any of mm-hmm. that. I could talk about the internet all day. But like he would pick my brain about the internet and I would pick his brain about Love like that. the stand-up scene. Which he's new to it too. So it's like, I don't know. So it was really helpful. So he got me um, my first show which I did, I forget how many weeks ago, beginning of like middle, mid-January or something. And it was- That's um, amazing. Yeah. So people paid to come see. That's crazy. Yeah. It was fun. But it was like, again, subpar comedy, you know, like not everyone was that funny. I hope I was one of the funny. There was like a band playing the floor beneath us that was like, why is a band playing? Like, (laughs) it was like very, like, of course it was disjointed and like not the best, but it was, what what do you expect? Uh Um. So yeah, that's that's my stand up journey. I haven't done another show since. That's crazy. Yeah. So how <laughs> what was it like when you went up on the open mic and you paid the five dollars? Like, did it go better than you thought, or were you terrified, or you know what I mean? Like, how did it go? Um, it was honestly like better than I thought because open mics, like a lot of people will get up there and they'll be like, "Hey, I didn't write anything down. Like, I'm just gonna kind of talk." So like the, I was like one of the few people that came like prepared like yeah. with like this is what I wrote and memorized this is what I'm gonna say so like it was like fine like once you're there and you see how some of these like men like get up there and are just like oh like I don't know like I was like having sex with this girl the other day and like this funny like then like they'll just like they'll just they don't have anything written down like, yeah like, there's no joke structure so like once I was like oh this is like so casual I was like this is fine the worst part of it is like what man is gonna laugh at like an IUD they don't know what an IUD is probably yeah. like you know so it was more so like that um but I think they like like I figured out from that like what the men actually found funny like the one thing that they found funny which was like this whole like end of the joke about um this waiter that I hooked up with they thought was funny oh really <laughs> yeah so they were like that's funny and I was like okay cool so now I know what men, men think is yeah, funny respond to. you know what's <laughs> so interesting is like which is kind of in your favor believe it or not is n- not very many females being in the space is actually awesome because there's not that many female like comedians that I would 
actually pay to go watch their show unless there was like a podcaster that's like they they're funny but like there's not many female comedians that have like stand-up shows and like go on tour like yeah. whatever i don't know if that's something you would want to do yeah. but what's cool is women love to buy shit they love True. to be like oh i'm going to the show they True. love an event they love to get ready so that's awesome because i feel like I mean, my brother's not the type of guy to be like, oh, I love this comedian. Let me buy his ticket. Like, girls do that. Yeah, that's right? so true. So that's kind of awesome. Yeah, it's kind of weird how it's like, it's such a boys club. And like... Well, pretty much everything in the world is. Yeah, yeah, pretty Except much Except like YouTubers now. Yeah. I bet YouTubers, like, I, the most rich YouTubers this year were all men. It pissed me off. Oh, interesting. Yeah, huh. us women gotta I mean, get our shit together. Um, but yeah, it's such a boys club and like, in a weird way, it, like, works to some women's advantage. Which, like, if there's, like, a lineup and they're, like, okay, well, because, it, like, if we're deciding between, like, there's eight people and only five can go on and there's only one girl out of those eight people, then they're, like, okay, well, you're going to go in. Yeah. Because they need a girl. Yeah. So, like, sometimes it works to your advantage in a weird way, which is, like, shitty. Yeah. But, like, also, Use thanks, it. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, thanks, I guess, question yeah. mark. Cool. That's pretty remarkable. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know where it's going to go. I don't even know if that's what I want to do. Like, that, the whole thing of me doing that show is I really wanted to get up there and, like, be like, yes, I'm I so excited. Yeah. I'm chasing that high now. I want to do it again. And I don't, in that same feeling I was describing with TikTok where I was like, this is going to work because I'm going to do it and it's what I want to do. Uh -huh. I don't feel that same thing for stand-up, which is what the feeling I wanted to feel, like this like weird, like I wanted to feel like so compelled to like write the next like five minutes and uh -huh. like, do it again. And I don't feel that. But that also doesn't mean I won't do it again because I it. think it's just like a new skill I need to learn. It's kind of like or training your dating muscle, but like training your stand up muscle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to be, but it it probably is training a muscle that could help a future thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't really know where it's going to go, but I'm proud of myself because it's the kind of thing too that I was like, I'm going to do this at some point because if I die and I don't try stand up, I will hate myself. Me too. And I just knew I needed to try it. Same with like all of my other, like I know Connor wants to try it at some point. I want point. Connor like, to do it so badly. Jack tried it. Like, and I, I know, same thing. Like he, they just like, I need to do it at some point to uh -huh. know I can do it. My roommate Megan loves stand up. Like at some point she's needs to try it before yeah, she, she dies. Totally and I was like, should. this is something I need to do before I die. And if not now, <laughs> then when? And so I did it and we'll see if I do it again. Good or for you. It was, so I just like, it was like a bucket list thing. No, that's awesome. But you know, maybe in 10 years, that, that's all I do. I don't know. I don't so, know. So speaking of in 10 years, like where do you see yourself in the comedy world? Like who do you want to be? Like who do you want to be like <sighs> or what do you want to be doing? Like I know you're really interested in writing and stuff, but like I'm like, do you want to be on camera? Do you want to be on stage? Yeah. Give me the I have so Sally many Dardry. different – So like every month is a different thing. I go okay. through so many different iterations. That's so okay. like when I'm in my more um, like writing, like film bro um, – like don't want to be on camera phase uh -huh. i want to be greta gerwig like i want to be greta gerwig whoa i love her okay yeah but like clearly <laughs> greta gerwig is not like posting about dumb shit online yeah um but when i'm in my phase that i'm like i don't want i want to like toss my phone into the ocean and just like write movie scripts and like fall in love with the director and like make movies like i want to be greta gerwig really yeah and then sometimes i'm like well i want to do stand up and like where like I, I don't know. I just want to do stand up. And I'm like, I want to be like, you know, someone like Amy Schumer or uh -huh. any of, you know, funny women out there. And then sometimes I'm like, well, I want to write and produce a TV show. I'm like, oh, I'll be like Mindy Kaling or like, yeah. you know, and oh, like, I could so see that. And she's like on camera, but like, she's like a face you know, but like, isn't like act, like a, doesn't label herself as an actress. I can see like that the actress. most, actually. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. Because uh, I see you doing both, actually. And I see myself doing both. Like, I like, 
I like being in front and behind the camera. And I think people that uh, enjoy being behind the camera sometimes are the best in front of the camera as well because they see the vision. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. when you write something and you're like, no, this is how it, yeah. no one's going to perform it better than you. Yeah. You know and I, mean? I used to be like, oh, I want to be like Greta Gerwig. I don't want to be on camera, whatever. And I'm like, I'm think I have anyone on the internet has to have some kind of ego to some extent. Oh, so I'm yeah. like, I'm lying to myself. Like yeah. I want to, I want to be on camera. Exactly. Like that's, you know, so I don't know. It really depends on the day. I think that there is a blend of all of it because I think in my mind, I always try to reckon like, new Hollywood, new frontier of, like, internet and, like, that whole world, which is, like, you know, and then, like, traditional Hollywood, like, doing stand-up, going to clubs, writing scripts, getting them made, and, like, that's becoming, like, more and more blurred, like, as time goes on. And, like, trying to, like, reckon those two things in my mind because, like, one is, like, deemed as more respectable and, like, people are, like, the internet's cringy and I'm, like, well, one day the six-year-olds who are in charge of, you know, they're going to be fans of the influencers they grew up watching. So, I don't know. I always try to reckon those two things and I think that there's, like, a blend of, like, doing what I do and then also like winning an Oscar or something. Uh-huh. And I'm trying to like figure that out. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting, especially specifically comedy. I'm so far removed from like, they're, like for instance, I'm in like the lifestyle world. So I feel like we've kind of seen more so like people like for instance, Lauren DIY and she like now hosts an HBO show. Like she's mm-hmm. the host of Craftopia. And we've seen a lot of that like crossover of like digital people like being sought after by the traditional media to like pull those numbers and stuff. Yeah. And which is awesome. But with comedy, I feel like specifically with TikTok, because TikTok like allowed this amazing thing with comedy. I haven't seen that like crossover as much. Yeah. Besides, like, I guess, like, Cody Ko and people like that. Yeah, but they, like, still very much, like, live on the internet. Where you see it the most, actually, is Twitter. Like, there's a lot of Twitter comedians that are, like... Like, you know, the boys on um, SNL now, Please Don't Destroy. Don't they... Aren't they, like, writers or they're on it a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they're, like, kind of, like, the... I would... Like, kind of, like, New Lonely Island. Got like, it. Yeah. Okay, okay. So they, like, posted on Twitter a lot of their comedy videos um, and are on SNL now. And then there's something, like, do you know who, like, Rachel Sennett is? Uh-uh. She's, like, a Twitter, started on Twitter, and then she was in this movie, uh, Shiva Baby. Uh-huh. And so I, there's a lot of just, like, and then Grace Coolenschmidt, do you know who she is? Uh-huh. She's, I, I want to, like, learn give you all a about comedy um, stuff. Grace Coolenschmidt, who I think started on Twitter, and she was just in the new season of Search Party. Whoa. So there's, like, a lot of Twitter comedians that, like, get writing jobs or, like, get some kind of like just any kind of role and so right now I'm like really into Twitter for that reason and they're all like New York Twitter comedians well yes they're all New York and uh, mm-hmm. specifically Connor's done a great job with Twitter I yeah think. he has so do you think that you um would a dream of yours be to be on SNL I mean I no one obviously would say, would say no, no one would say no but to like SNL. is that like because no. Connor was like bananas about SNL. I think like it's just like one of if you like being funny, it's a childhood dream that uh, of course I would love to be on SNL, but it's not something I'm like actively pursuing. Like I'm not like trying to take an improv class. Um, See, because your group, in my opinion, the the Brooke, Connor, Jack, you, is like in my head going to be the next like cast on SNL. That's so kind. I, That'd be great. No, I'm being dead ass. Like, I don't, I just don't see, I mean, obviously there's going to be other people that pop up here and there that like did a more traditional comedy route, but I don't see why like a uh, TikTok comedy person wouldn't be the next person on SNL. Yeah. It makes zero sense why oh, it wouldn't it, be It that. doesn't make sense because so many of their jokes, I'm like, 
ah, this is like, why are you using the word? They're also a chuggy. little off. like that's so like f- five months ago. And they're you know? yeah, and they're off. They're off. Yeah, which they I think, need more like young people yeah, like y'all. Those boys from Please Don't Destroy, I think, will kind of give new life to it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't. I would love to be on SNL, but it's not something. I don't know. Well, here's the other thing. I am like. I watch everything. I am a great consumer. Like, you'll tell me something that's good to watch and I'll watch it, right? Mm-hmm. I watch streaming services. I watch movies. I'm, I'm all over the internet, all the things. I'm not kidding you. I could give, I don't give two shits about SNL. I'm just going to be honest. Like, I really don't. The only time I did was when Kim K was on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I just want to see Kim and right. like, Pete kiss, like, literally. Yeah. So, but I care about comedians on the internet. So if they, like, it would be so smart for them to put internet people on, some comedy people are probably, like, so cringing right now. But I'm like, if they would put some internet people, like Cody or Connor, you or Brooke or whoever, on SNL, I would actually watch. Yeah. Well, there's so many things, too, that, like, are viral online that I'm like, why didn't they make a joke about this this week? Like, why didn't they make a joke about, like, when remember when, like, the whole couch guy thing was happening? Yes. Like, why didn't they make a joke about, like, they could have easily done a skit. But their demo isn't that, I guess. I know. And so then I'm like, their demo could be right. I'm like, they're writing to our parents still. So, like, that's why they're not making a joke about couch guy. That's why they're not making a joke about West Elm Caleb. But I'm like, if you want, if they wanted to get. West Elm Caleb would be a perfect joke. Yeah. But if they made jokes about that, then, like, our parents at home would be like, I don't understand this skit. So, I, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like they almost need, like, more. Like, maybe two segments are TikTok humor, and then the rest is, like, to the parents. Yeah. But if you want a whole new generation of people tuning in. Yeah. Well, what I think is that they have a TikTok, and, like, they'll do, like, some, like, BTS stuff. And I'm like, why don't you do skits on your on SNL tic- TikTok yeah. that is drawing – like, why don't you do a parody of Couch Guy with Pete Davidson on your SNL TikTok? Oh, my gosh, that'd be perfect. It doesn't have to be on TV. They should have someone like you running That's it. That's what – oh, yeah. Believe me, I know. I'm like, let me run your TikTok. Like, I could write bits for you using the faces of like the SNL your actors past, we love, yeah. but you're doing jokes that are own that live that, on TikTok. That would go forking bananas. I know. Could you imagine if Pete, Pete Davidson, Davidson doing a couch guy thing or West Elm, like pretending if to be Pete West Elm? Davidson was West Elm Caleb. That's that what I'm would saying. Go uber viral. I know, and I don't know why they're that, not doing that. Like, they're just like, I don't know genius. why. But are you like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. That's it's, crazy. Yeah, that's uh, actually, I mean, not like my dream, but I would love to be like some kind of, because I like know a the catalyst. internet. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, something, I want to do something that's like more like traditional Hollywood or traditional comedy, whatever, mm-hmm. which would be something like SNL or like late night, whatever. But like, I know a lot about the internet and like TikTok. So like merging the two, I think a perfect, if I were to start a job, would be something like that where it's yeah. like, let me run your TikTok. That is fascinating. Would be, I think, such a perfect job for me, but. So fascinating. <laughs> That's why I feel the exact same way when they're portraying an influencer, like in a new show. Like for instance, Emily in Paris. I'm yeah, like, you're like, why didn't you consult anyone? Literally, I'm like, call me. I'll give <laughs> it to me. you for call free. Me. I'll call tell me. you. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So I like Alicia and I, or it. Alicia and I have talked several times about writing shows, like about actual like Gossip Girl, but influencer version or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, that would be so good because we actually know. Yeah. Versus like some old. No offense, but like so, some old dude trying yeah. to write like Emily in Paris. Yeah, I don't even know who writes it, but like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. We're gonna talk just... about that too. Like, we talk about like okay, Broad City is like definitely like a little bit more like millennial. But me and Brooke are like, what if it was Broad City but in LA and like influencer culture? Yes. Like, you show up to a party and like your Twitter crush is there and like you're trying to figure out how to talk to him, or like 
you know, someone didn't tag you. Like, you know, just like or, things that you yes, don't. entourage influencer version. Yeah. Like. So many. Yes. So and good. No one, and no one's doing it, or they've tried, I guess, Emily in Paris, whatever. No one's doing it because they don't know. Like, because the people that are, like, running it all are too old to understand. Uh-huh. And they're too, I feel like sometimes they think they're so knowledgeable in what they do which they are but they don't want to ask for help from like the actual source they're like haha see he he these silly influencers like they just go based off what they see on instagram i'm like you don't actually understand the yeah i feel like such an idiot like trying to explain this right now because people are like yeah no 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 no. do you know what i mean though yeah it's very frustrating because it's like the tv the tv even did you watch um sex lives of college girls yeah yeah, so, like, that show is, like, written for college girls or girls right out of college. Like, it is written for us. Uh-huh. And then they do things, like, there was that weird, they were, like, buying dresses in the store. And she's, like, oh, my God, like, fire emoji, tongue-waving oh emoji. Gosh. I was, like, who wrote this? I was, like, you're <laughs> writing this for our age. And, like, we don't talk like that. Like, yeah. it's the most frustrating thing. Yeah. Like, wh- what? It's so funny, too, because I feel like uh, in, specifically in, like, the new, like, Sex in the City. Have mm-hmm. you watched it? I actually oh, haven't, which is so bad. Um. Anyway, in the, in se- the new Sex in the City and in Sex Lives of College Girls, they like they're trying to be so woke, but it's cringe. I'm like, that's just how it is in real life. Like, why are we trying to make it a big deal? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, so, I don't know. It's just I I wish that um it was I guess per- and it's hard to do so, but yeah, I, I think that. A little help from, I guess, someone who's actually in the position would be great. Right. Which, have you seen the movie Eighth Grade? No. Should I watch that? By Bo, Bo Burnham made it. And it is like, when it comes, because he comes from the internet. Like, he started on YouTube, did Vine. Like, he understands the internet. He's like 30, so uh-huh. he's a little bit like more, he's millennial. But like, understands the internet, understands like what social media is like and growing up around it. Eighth Grade is probably like the closest representation of like what it's like for a girl to like, go to school you need to watch it and like the reason it's the closest is because he was in it so I'm like why are people making these things that aren't I mean sex lives it's not about sex lives of college girls isn't about like social media but it's like which I thought was pretty good like I liked the show but the shows that are about social media like Emily in Paris I'm like well why didn't you ask someone it's so off yeah that is that is an influencer (laughs) Emily in Paris is so bad yeah (laughs) but like the reason Bo Burnham 8th grade is so good is because like he was a young kid in his bedroom posting on YouTube and he knew so he can write a young girl in her room posting on YouTube yeah I need to I need to watch that but yeah anyway Sally I guess my last question is because this podcast is called making moves what moves are you trying to make right now in your career and I knew this question was coming (laughs) and I know my answer for my personal life my career life what is it personal life I'm like really trying to date more (gasps) me too good good um not us running into your actual day out the other day your bumble date I think and I was so drunk I think I asked him like 10 times if he was still seeing this girl <laughs> and I had to ask my friends I was like did anyone hear his answer I was like who's Sally talking to they're like her bumble date or her hinge date or yeah. whatever I was like what the yeah heck? um wish I remembered that conversation but hopefully I looked somewhat cool I don't know no um, you did but I'm trying to go on more dates because I'm like a firm believer in you can't complain about the dating apps if you're not using them or you can't complain about like dating if you're not yeah. like trying. So I'm like really trying to try Love to put that. myself out there. Like well, at least one date a month is my goal. Yeah. Weird. Me too. Maybe a weird New Year's resolution, but no, like that's a good goal. It's yeah, hard. It's yeah. hard in LA. Um, but career wise, like I, if you asked me a month ago, I would have said the whole stand up thing, but now I'm just kind of like I wish there was a sign that told me that's what I should be doing. So right now because I'm really feel like I'm full-time influencers, I'm really just trying to 
figure out my daily routine, focus on consistency, which is, you know, just such a thing with influence. Consistency is key. Trying to like focus on that because it is my job now. And also trying to reckon with myself personally, like working on things that I don't post on the internet. So whether it is like working on a script or like writing standup or things that I'm not posting on the internet and being okay with not you know, like I, I post, therefore I am like being okay with like, just because you're not posting doesn't mean you're not working on other things, oh, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like really trying to I figure so that out to this. too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is just. See, people always get like so pissed when I like post a vlog, uh, two or three weeks later than like, for instance, my friends who I was with like posted it. Right. And I'm like, you don't understand. Like I've been working yeah. Not even doing anything regarding me. Yeah. Like working on a completely different avenue. Um, and it, it's frustrating because the internet's so instant, like, reward. Yeah. And, like, whatever I've been working on or whatever isn't. Yeah. Lo- so, yeah, long-term gratification is, like, a lifelong struggle, especially when you're an influencer, but, like, really trying to. And when you're, like, Gen Z. Yeah. yeah remind <sighs> myself that, like, the things that take longer will be worth it in the end. So um, trying to find that balance and find a daily routine um, and date. Date. Okay, (laughs) perfect. There we have it. Where can everyone follow you, Sally Dar? At Sally Dar Griffin on Instagram and TikTok, right? That's where I post. And YouTube, Twitter is at Sally Dar. Letterbox, if you're a film bro, at Sally Dar. But yeah, Sally Dar, Sally Dar Griffin, everywhere. Amazing. Yeah, everyone follow her, check her out, follow her TikToks. They're forking hilarious. I'm obsessed. I love the Ted Cruz face. Oh, that is actually my favorite. That's the best. Phase. Anyway, you can go check it out so you know what we're talking about. Be sure to follow me, rate, review, do all the things, and make sure and make someone's day this week. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>